Podcast Revolution Network presents. The Way with Noah. Um, this is a conversation actually I've been dying to have, excuse me, I've been dying to have for quite some time now. Well, I know I've been dying to talk to you for forever. Um, but I am here for those who are listening. This is a edition of The Way With Noah live from the People's Summit. I am here talking with an amazing cadre of, you know, Team West Virginia basically is in the house. Um, and, and for people who know, you know, a little bit about my story personally, West Virginia is someplace. I am not originally from West Virginia, but I was a transplant as an adult definitely some place that is near and dear to my heart and and i'm very excited to talk to the the, the group of people i'm going to talk to right now um and, and and we'll just we'll get more into it as we as we as we converse um so i will let everyone introduce them. we're going to go around and i'll let everyone introduce themselves but um what 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 my purpose always is when i have conversations is centering people you know in spaces who do the work, who do the organizing, who are on the ground. And we spend so much time talking about, oh, those people in whatever place or people about this issue, whatever. But very few people actually take the time to sit down and actually talk to folks who are on the ground, who are living those experiences, who are who are actually working and breathing and organizing and living. And, and some fortunately, unfortunately, you know, we, we lose people in these struggles as well. And so these are, you know, folks who are here to tell their story very powerful stories and so you know we we we, we a little <laughs> i'm just I'm, I'm emotional to an extent because like i said this is an important conversation and definitely for people that i'm really excited to talk to so paula i'm gonna turn it over to you first hi i'm paula dean swearingen i am running for u.s senate against joe manchin um, paula dean 2018.com i was born in mullins west virginia i'm a coal miner's daughter and granddaughter um, to make it short, um, I've tasted polluted water. I've drank some of the cleanest water in the world. I've seen the progression and regression of coal. I have lived in prosperity. I've lived in poverty. I know how I know what it's like to be hungry. Um, the decision that I made to become, well, why I made the decision to run for Senate was because I am tired of being sick and tired, and I'm tired of our leaders being corporate serving and not people serving, and I'm tired of Joe Manchin especially not serving West Virginia, and the ladies here that are with me, they're going to tell you they're just as tired as I am. I'm Kachina Mooney. I was a West Virginia Bernie delegate at the DNC. Um, I also am working with a group of progressives to start the West Virginia Progressive Alliance um, in our state to get all of uh, you know the people who identify as progressives, no matter what party they're a part of, um, all on the same page, all uh, you know, basically under the same initiatives, uh, working together and communicating. That's one thing that we're really missing in West Virginia because. Um, you know, there's a large part of our state that just doesn't have access to the internet or, um, you know, you know, any ability to contact or get to places where they could make a real difference. 
So, um, yeah, we're just fighting for uh, change in West Virginia, change and hope for our people there who are dying. Um, and we're really excited uh, to see Paula Primary Joe Mansion. Absolutely. I just got to say, I don't even have the microphone in my room. I just got to say, so when everybody was like, oh, my God, Primary Joe Mansion, oh, my God, this, oh, my God, this, you know, West Virginia needs to get it together and get rid of Joe Mansion. My constant, and you both know this, my constant refrain has been, is anybody actually talking to West Virginians about what it's going to take to get Joe Manchin out of office in West Virginia? Because I lived in West Virginia, and I'm going to tell you something about the Democratic Party. It's grimy. <laughs> it's gutter. It's grimy. And you might say, oh, that's the Democratic Party anywhere. I don't I don't know that the Democratic I mean, you know, we're, we're sitting in Chicago, home of a very nasty machine as well. But I don't know that Democrats get down as dirty anywhere else in the country as they do in West Virginia. I mean, you know, it's so dirty that back in 1996, when Paul Manchin, Paul Manchin, <laughs> when Joe Manchin lost in the primary to uh, uh, to Charlotte Pritt, shout out to Charlotte Pritt, got to shout to Charlotte uh, uh, last November. Um, but but when 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 Joe lost to Paul uh, Charlotte, I'm mixed up. I'm so I'm so worked up. But when Joe lost to, to, to Charlotte back in '96, she was the last person to beat him in a primary race. When he lost to her, he, instead of being a good Democrat, right, because she ran as a Democrat, that's why she was still a Democrat, but being a good Democrat and getting behind her, he flipped and supported the Republican candidate against her. Yeah. Where they do that at? And he right now, right, just most recently, the newest governor, you know, Jim, Jim, Jim Cole Justice, was a Republican up until what he, he filed for governor, right? Yeah. And who was behind him? Joe Manchin. So, so that's not... West Virginia Dems, I know people feel like any blue or that's what we got to do. But when you're in a system where your Democrats are only a smidge better than your Republicans and on some issues are not even that. So I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to jump in there, but I was just like, oh, so let me insert for just a second. And that's why we started running this campaign. We're running through with Justice Democrats, brand new Congress. Well, I don't care if the DNC supports this campaign or not, because we're tired of their shit, too. We want a real democratic platform in West Virginia. And we want the progressive platform that we were promised, and Absolutely. we are tired of being their collateral damage. That is why I stood up and did this, is because we are tired, like I said, tired and sick and tired of being treated like political trash. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that's one thing I keep telling everyone is actually Paul is probably the person I've known here at the People's Summit the longest because we connected in 2014 around the West Virginia uh, chemical spill that happened in uh, Kanawha Valley, uh, West Virginia. But I messaged her when everyone was talking. I said, I said, okay, okay, okay. All these people nationally are talking about Paul, Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin. I said, Paula, what's going on on the ground? Who should we talk to? And she started giving me some names. But then one thing that she let slip out was she goes, you know what? If, if, if we can't find anyone to run against him, I'll do it. And look at, lo and behold, I'm a woman of her word. So I'm sorry. No, we're excited that you're excited, Anoa. Um, no, my name is Alyssa Ponzurek. I'm actually a social worker in the state of West Virginia. I am independently contracted, but I work with children and families in child welfare. Um, I'm extremely worried about the Medicaid expansion in our state. Um, we have a governor that's a billionaire, um, and the Democratic Party tells us that we should be happy that he makes payments on his taxes instead of filing bankruptcy. We're tired of being sold short. Um, we're tired of setting our goals and bars lower in order for this small incremental change that we've been promised um, that never happens 
keeps going on. And what happens with that is West Virginians are hungry. There are kids that are not getting the nutrition they need. They're not getting the education they need. They're not getting any kind of resources or support in the homes of addiction without the Medicaid expansion. As someone who works only with Medicaid patients, I'll lose my job. I'll find another one because I have a master's but they won't have someone else coming to their home to help them. Um, We're looking at a major crisis with the opioid epidemic, um, and we have a grandstanding governor whose first priority is making sure that he makes headlines for putting bullshit on a platter. Um, We have bigger problems. We have better things to solve. There are better ways to spend our energy. And if the Democratic Party of West Virginia wants to put Hillary Clinton in the DNC after we as a grassroots group put 55 of 55 counties for Bernie uh, Sanders out, then they're not the ones that we don't need them. They need us. Thank you, guys. Hi, my name's Christopher Reed. I'm a transgender activist uh, from West Virginia. Uh, Unfortunately, didn't get the chance of growing up there, but I I have adopted it uh, and have been there for two years now. Um, I started joining everybody in the Morgantown area with Bernie uh, Bernie Sanders, Morgantown for Bernie Sanders, uh, and went to Standing Rock, and am more than proud to say that I'm going to be boots on ground for Paula yep. and working with the West Virginia Progressive Alliance. Yes. Um, I have a lot invested in this state. My family lives there, and, and a lot of them are on Medicaid and Medicare. And I, I worry because my sister, she has autism and uh, uh, a disease that, uh, another disease that is not really curable. She needs medication for the rest of her life. Uh, and it scares me to death that, you know, that person I care so much might not be around when she's just, she's just autistic and a little girl. She doesn't understand that. So, you know, that's why I'm working with these guys, and I can't wait to see everything go on. One thing I wanted to add, um, as you see on my t-shirt, I'm part of Mountaineers for Progress. I'm actually the chair of the protest committee. Um, We put on all types of different events and different teams and committees actually were the ones responsible along with PSN to put on the town hall that Joe Manchin actually showed up at in Morgantown, West Virginia. Um, As boom and gloom as it sometimes um, sounds, we actually have seven out of seven progressives that just got elected to the Morgantown City Council last month. They go in as of July. Um, We already have many plans and ideas. The way that we were able to make that happen was by going door to door and talking to every person and finding out what was important to them. So I'll just pass this right down. Awesome. So I, one thing I was wondering is, um, you know, Paula, again, you know, I, I, I made my comment, but, but what, what actually got you out there and said, I'm doing this. Like somebody has to do it. You know, it's people's other people's names were tossed around and thrown around. Other people have, you know, toyed around with the idea, but but you're the person that's really like out there in in his face, like I'm doing this because you actually did one of there there were several town halls that happened in West Virginia and you actually did go up against him. Uh, uh, shout out to Des- Jack Deskins. We were actually talking about this recently about how he tried to say something about like, oh, well, the coal miners, you have to think about them. And you were like, no, this is my family. I know these people. I know what my community needs. I know what our people need. And you're not in touch with us. Like, so so how did you come to this decision? And, and, and how has it been for you so far? Um, several reasons. Se- several reasons I decided. One was because I've been begging for clean water, been begging for clean air, 
been begging for a prosperous economic infrastructure in West mm -hmm. Virginia. Mm -hmm. He's not heard us. None of our leaders have heard us. I felt like the Democratic Party wasn't serving me and my awakening and why I got so mad at the DNC in West Virginia is when they handed me one of the biggest polluting coal barons in West Virginia, Jim Justice, as my Democratic governor. He's mining three miles from my house and putting silica dust in my children's lungs every day. I think it's well past time that every West Virginian stands up and takes their governor back, their government back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we sat at the DNC the other day and they treated us terribly. I had to stand in the aisle and raise my hand as a senatorial candidate to even talk. This is our youth. What are we saying when they don't even hear what their needs are and about our suffering? None of our politicians know what it's suffering what suffering's like in Appalachia. They don't know what it's like to live with the boom and the bust of the coal industry mm. and not be able to feed their children. Mm -hmm. They don't know what it's like when they turn on their water and it turns black and orange out of their tap and they're drinking acid mine drainage. They don't know what it's like to not even want to open to open their windows during the day because they're afraid their children's going to get cancer. They don't know what our suffering's like. And this government was built by the people for the people. And, they, and this is something that Joe Manchin needs to know, Shelley Moore Capito needs to know, Evan Jenkins needs to know. We are not going away. Mm -hmm. We are not shutting up. And our children's future and health is not for sale. And I am not going to beg them no more to clean water for my children. I am representing West Virginia. I am the face of West Virginia. If they come after me, they're going after every one of us. This is, this is our state. We settled here before the coal industry. They wore out their welcome. If they can't be big players, we will create it ourselves. We deserve a stable economic infrastructure. We deserve jobs. We can have solar and wind. The sun does shine in West Virginia and it needs to shine on our children's faces again. Mm -hmm. We are family. We have been so divided and it's a disgrace how we've treated each other. We should not have to sacrifice each other. We live in a sacrifice zone. Mm -hmm. And it is past time for us to invest in ourselves. Absolutely. And I stand fully with West Virginia. I would cut my leg off for my children. I would do anything for my children. If they come after me, that's fine. Kill me. But they cannot have my children. Absolutely. They cannot have my children. And they can't have yours either. It's not fair. It's not fair. And we're done. And we are rising. We are rising like we have never rose before. Yes. I absolutely agree yes. with that. And, like, I mean, like I, I've, I've shared with, with, with Tina, I know we've talked about this too. Like, my kids are right now in West Virginia at camp with, with, with friends. We don't even have family because, like I said, we're not from there. But we have friends who just, we bonded. But West Virginians are some of the most, not just sincere, but, but, but open and warm and caring people I've ever met. Politics aside, because I got several friends back in West Virginia who are either Republican or Libertarian. I mean, I'm not holding that against nobody and I hold it against me, my, my views either. Um, but I do know that I can leave my kids and, you know, with, with various people back in Charleston and they will be safe for as long as they're away from me. You know, they won't have to worry or want for anything. But the experience that we went through in the Kanawha Valley was something that, you know, in my, my I mean, 
it, it was an awakening that of the impact, the way people are impacted in terms of water all over the place, you know, all over the state of West Virginia, because there, there are so many different communities that we didn't even hear about. We heard about Canal Valley only because the valley has 300,000 people who are without water. But we don't, we never, we would not have heard of a printer, for example, but for the fact that they had also been on that same impact, you know what I'm saying? And they had already had an issue that had been prevented. We won't hear about stuff down in Berk, uh, uh, Beckley area, you know, with issues. And I mean, all, all, I mean, you don't hear anything about the Southern Coal Fields, period, ever. Salem, West Virginia just got notices sent to them approximately two weeks ago that they knew about for well over the amount of time that they told anyone that there is actual um, high levels of lead being found in their water. That's 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 just unconscionable. Yeah, it's not an isolated incident. Yeah, and it's happened over and over. And you know what does it say about West Virginia? You know, look at what's happening. We have fought so many labor struggles and won. And mm-hmm. look at this generation. You have normal, ordinary people stepping out of the fracking fields, stepping out of the coal fields, having to give up their life. The day I went to that town hall, I got off work. I had to give an IOU to coal because I didn't even have time to stop for cash and go down there and beg and scream at my governor, I mean my senator, and then he sit there trying to bid my family against me and my friends against me, sit there and said, these guys need jobs. Well, you know, we all deserve jobs, clean and safe jobs. And he says, well, we're just gonna have to agree to disagree. Yeah, we disagree, but disagreeing is not an option anymore. There have been people that have spent their lives and died begging for clean water, begging for clean air, when they just wanted an ounce of normalcy for people not even to know their name. Absolutely. And why should West Virginia have to live like that? It's been happening generation after generation after generation. And it's not coal miner against tree hugger. It's not coal miner against water person. It's not coal miner against, you know, people in the fracking communities or frackers against, you know, people. We're family. We are some of the most hospitable people in the world. And they have spent a lot of money to divide us. And we are waking, we are waking up. The biggest, the probably, one of the worst things that happened last summer with this generation was because people went hungry. Donald Trump want, promised jobs, but where are they? I think the coal mining's raised maybe 9%. I don't want to misquote. There were 70 jobs created last week. Yeah, but the, the jobs are not there. And why should, you know, the men in the 60s that are in, in the, around their in 60 years of age in the coal mines now, that's probably all they're ever going to know. But I, you cannot talk to one coal miner or hardly anybody that I know and, and people in my communities is want to pass that legacy off to their children. Nobody mm-hmm. wants their children to be buried miles deep in the coal mines. Absolutely. And with the Miners Protection Act, Joe Manchin was sitting there singing his praises that he helped with the Miners Protection Act. He didn't even talk about the bankruptcy bailouts that the coal industry yeah. got and they could continue yeah. on with business. And there's no future if they continue mining for this generation, they don't have no pensions, no health care. And that was a true attack on their elderly. I just found a video recently of in 2013 when, 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 when coal miners, uh, when UMW, when they uh, were, were uh, protesting in downtown Charleston because that's when uh, uh, Patriot Coal was going through there. I had to go back and Google. I was like, I was like, they're coal miners. They're marching. I said, what was this? And I went back and Googled. I was like, oh, yeah, when I found the articles from it. Um, because, you know, when they were, when, when Patriot Coal was going through their bankruptcy reorganization and the, the pensions, I mean, we, we claim to love coal miners so much, but we're not trying to take care of people when they're in need. Well, and a lot of people have been sold a bad bill of goods in West Virginia because they believe that progressives are against miners. Um, that's actually not the truth. 
We want those guys to have safe jobs above ground where they're not dying a black lung prematurely hoping to collect on these pensions and health benefits that are being lost through the bankruptcy changes in the laws. These people will be able to easily transform to solar if we could get some grant funded items to help us get these people retrained. Also, we have to reform some of our tax structure so that we're not so heavily invested in only what's coming out of our ground. We have other opportunities in West Virginia and we really need to get the progressive voice out so that we can diversify our economy. But you know, there's a clear difference between being a friend of the coal industry and being a friend of the coal miners. And that and our elected politicians have not been friends to coal miners. If they had, then they would have went against this industry. They were promised these men have sacrificed their whole lives. They've sacrificed their health. They've sacrificed their lives. They should have went after the coal industry for not giving them what they promised. They promised them a lifetime of health care benefits, a lifetime of pensions. And also they have disgraced every family member that has been left behind like my grandfather and my dad that died of cancer 54 years old joe Manchin is going to sit there and ignore me and is going to sit there and put my you know my family my friends my neighbors against me in a crowd when i have gave my whole family the flick in my and have gave to the coal industry and i deserve clean water a coal miner deserves a clean drink of water and their children deserve a clean drink of water Basic, that's the basic human rights. We have been bid against each other for food and water. And you know, we are stuck, you know, people are starting to realize that we have been abused and we're not going to take it anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. we are not and taking it. We're going to increase our educational opportunities. Mm-hmm. We're going to get the pills out of the hills and we're not going to let them invest the in the getting yeah. the pills out of the yeah. hills. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And we're going to increase our workforce, and we're going to bring jobs to West Virginia. Trillions of dollars went out of West Virginia for coal. We're going to bring that back to West Virginia through this campaign, and we are going to invest in ourselves. This nation was built on the backs of coal miners, their families, and surrounding communities. We have powered America with our blood. Now we are going to empower ourselves. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love it. I just want to say, um, you know, on a national level, I feel like uh, people underestimate West Virginia. Um, Absolutely. From my personal studies and from talking to people all over the state, revolution has always begun in West Virginia. Um, from, you know, the coal miners marching down Blair Mountain, uh, fighting for union rights, um, to, you know, what we're doing now, standing up, fighting back. Uh, heading to our capital, um, contacting our legislators, uh, you know, going up against our Democratic Party who doesn't represent us. Um, we passed one of the most progressive platforms in the entire country um, at our state convention last summer, and our Democratic Party refuses to even acknowledge it. So, um, you know, these are all things that we're sick and tired of, like what Paula said. Yeah, I'm humbled through this campaign. It's really showed me, because I felt like for a long time that we were so divided there was not going to be any hope for us. And I've seen nothing but positive come through this campaign. And, you know, I love this campaign because it's people-funded. It's not corporate-funded. We don't want their money anymore. Running through with Brandon Congress and Justice Democrats. We are not a super PAC. We're a federal PAC. We can't even take a, you know, a donation over $5,000 from an individual. And within a month, we have raised $80,000. 
And we, you know what? We don't need we don't need money though. We need votes. We need votes, and we need to fight back, and we need to feel the other congressional boots on the ground. Boots on the ground, and we need to try to fill those other congressional seats. You know, we have laid the platform for cultural genocide in West Virginia too, and that's spread across America. But America needs to know that now we're setting a new example, and they need to learn by us because the our, our revolution is going to start within our borders. Um, so one of the things that we're working on in West Virginia right now uh, with the Progressive Alliance is we are having a summit okay. in September. We would love for you to be there, by the way. Um, we're we're working on a date. Yeah, it'll but be either the last um, weekend of September, the 30th and the 1st of October, or it'll be the weekend before. We're actually waiting on a couple of okay. our speakers. Both are fine for me, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, we're, we're waiting on um, the schedules of a couple of our um, speakers that we're hoping that we'll be able to attend. Yeah, and what we're doing is, um, so this time last year, West Virginia had a really major flood um, that destroyed a lot of, uh, like, the center part of our state and the lower part of our state, um, those areas are still devastated. Those those people are still out of their homes or, um, you know, don't have gas stations, don't have restaurants. Some are still living um, in motels. Yeah, yeah, people are living in motels still. Um, so with the summit that we're having, you know, our goal is to, uh, you know, just funnel as much uh, time, energy, funds, everything that we can into those devastated areas to help, um, you know, bring light and, um, you know, help lift these people out of the struggle that they're in. Um, so uh, just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that. Yeah. That's wonderful. Um, and I'm definitely looking forward to um, to working more with you guys. Like, like, I, when I left, like when I left in 2014, uh, uh, it was right out there, like when the chemical spill happened, you know, my grandma had passed away in October 2013. Again, living someplace, single mom, you know, it wasn't necessarily my home, but like you, I, I chose to make it my home because it is such a, it's a beautiful state if you haven't been there. Very, again, welcoming, welcoming group of people. And everyone, because I'm black, everyone always looks at me like, really? What, what, what's, look, yo. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Like, I mean, like I said, my, my kids feel more at home in Charleston, West Virginia than they do pretty much. We live in Atlanta now, um, than pretty much every, anywhere else that we've ever lived. But, but I feel so connected still, which is why I've been so thankful to be able to build with you all and, and would love to support whatever it is that you're doing because, um, you know, Paula, you touched on this as well. You know, the history, you know, the history and the people and stuff like that. I mean, that, that is so crucial. And, and when we look at the systemic issues, the, 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 the long-term, um, exploitation of, of goods, resources, labor, um, you know, time, health. I mean, so much. I mean, we see that play out in communities all across the country, whether you're talking about, you know, uh, 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 the, the, the decimation of black neighborhoods in urban areas through urban renewal and other programs, gentrification, other stuff like that, or you're talking about the way that Native peoples have been, you know, misabused and stuff across the country, um, or you're talking about Appalachia, which has been pillaged, raped, and plundered, you know. I mean, like, when we look at that stuff, so I, again, I would love to talk to you guys more because um, looking at how we bridge across those what are perceived gaps of difference um which is really you know misperception in many ways i, I really think that the more we build across and and, and strengthen those alliances and stuff it, it just helps all of our work um as we go forward one thing i wanted to talk to you about real quickly kachina um was we talked previously you know you said get the pills out of the hills i know something that has been very dear to you personally has been this issue of looking at the crisis 
that has been has befallen you know many places but West Virginia and I know it's something that you personally have dealt with um you know can you just just talk to me a little bit about the work that you've been doing um kind of and, and then maybe just a little bit I know there was some other work you were doing locally with some ordinance issues and stuff like that yeah yeah absolutely um okay so um a few months ago, um, a friend of mine who was very close to me uh, because of the pharmaceutical industry ended up taking her own life. And um, ever since then, it has been my primary goal to uh, pass things in West Virginia like medical marijuana, um, you know, bring light to the opiate crisis, bring light to the suicide epidemic that we have in West Virginia. Um, we have the highest rate of suicides in the entire country, um, thanks to the pharmaceutical industry and thanks to um, poverty. So, um, you know, one thing that uh, we got passed in our state house was medical marijuana this past session, which was fantastic. That's a huge step in the right direction. Um, but in my town, where I live personally, Weirton, West Virginia, there was just an ordinance passed by our city council, uh, which was signed into law after one vote, uh, which is not how it's supposed to go. Um, and the ordinance basically says that if you appear in public to be in uh, under the influence, then they anybody uh, can be arrested um, and put in jail for 30 days and fined $500 if you just appear to be under the influence. Um, that's unconstitutional. Uh, they can't do that. We are actively fighting against that ordinance. We're asking for a rewrite. Our town um, city council is uh, completely ignoring us. But, um, you know, this, this law, is, it's inherently racist. Um, it's inherently uh, suppressing our already poor, impoverished people. Um, you know, when people are um, addicted to opiates and they're living on the street, um, they're in a public place always. And so instead of getting these people help, they want to just put them in jail. And that's, that's not an option. So, um, you know, it's like our state is actively suppressed in as far as um, opiates are concerned. They have funneled millions of pills into our state. Um, and so now they're jailing people for these same things that they have, you know, done themselves. So I, um, you know, it's, it's devastating. You know, Katrina, if we build up our workforce, we do have good access to health care, and we do create opportunities, educational opportunities, then we're going to build, you know, that's going to combat the drug abuse in West Virginia. And we have to go after the pharmaceutical companies that created this mess, and the leaders like Joe Manchin, who is, who is his daughter's invested in Milan, and he's the, their set, his second top donor. And if you look at Evan Jenkins, Shelley Moore Capito, and all of our top leaders, they all have the same donors. And they're all invested in our demise. Um, you can follow the money trail and you can see why we're so poor, we're so oppressed, and why we're so sick. We have been treated like a sacrifice zone for a long time, and the drugs have just contributed to that. You know, we're tired of, you know, if we're not seeing our neighbors and our friends and our family dying, from pollution, you know, from coal and, you know, people living around mountaintop removal areas where there's alarming rates of cancer, birth defects, 
then you know you, we we live we have to see our neighbors walking down the street like it's an episode of the walking dead yeah, because right. they're so they're so they're so addicted and it's good people i mean good people have gotten addicted on drugs addicted to drugs mm -hmm. you know then they'll feel the shirt off your back you know and you know they're labeled and you know well that peel head well I, I don't accept that I don't accept that because that it, they're, they're our neighbors and their friends and their family too and they're just a victim to the abuses that's been laid upon our heads often people don't know how it works um, that if people want to check into this treatment they have to go through an emergency room um, they have to have a medical clearance for opioids you have to go through a medical detox before you can go to a rehab um, if there's a space in detox you can go immediately from the ER if there's not they send you home to wait call you back and you still have to have another clearance after you go to detox if you're lucky enough to have a place to stay like step down um, until there's a bed available in rehab then you're very lucky because some people get out of detox and have to wait an additional 45 days for a spot in a rehab facility, which is putting someone right back in the environment they came out of without anywhere else to go. They don't have the option of living in a sober living facility because they've not at least completed 28 days of treatment. So when we're already piling a political um, funneling of people through different channels to make this happen, we're creating a backlog of individuals that even when they're ready to achieve some sort of sobriety, whether that be medically managed through Suboxone or whether that be straight, um, straight sobriety through a 12-step program, um, there's not a lot of hope involved because even if they want to get clean, they know the amount of time they're going to have to wait is likely going to work against them. Do you want to say anything else? I wanted to speak back to the water issue. Um, so we commonly like to think of southern West Virginia as the problem that has a lot of the water issues, right? Well, I live live in Star City, right it's outside of Morgantown, which most would consider kind of a populated area. Um, and we had a water bust, uh, a pipe bust, about two weeks back before I moved. And when we, when it busted, we found large chunks of coal. I have coal that I have at my house now because while the pipe was literally eroding the entire road, we found hunks of coal. And on top of that, the pipe was made out of terracotta, which should have been updated years ago. And that just even decades speaks ago. to, yeah, decades ago. That really speaks to the problem that we have as West Virginians when the uh, a local area has so much issues there. Well, we're conditioned to accept less. Yeah. That's part of the problem. And when you're conditioned to accept less, um, you tend to sell yourself short and stop asking for things because people tell you that your dreams are a little bit too big. I just think it's it's so important that we continue working on that, you know, the water crisis, because it's not just in rural West Virginia, as people would like to think. You know, it, it is everywhere. The fact that a main city had a terracotta pipe and that we were grounding large, like, few pound chunks of coal out of the water that was floating up through the ground. Like, that is just insane. <laughs> That's... You know, we're the headwater streams to the eastern seaboard, and we were probably one of the most biodiverse regions out of, outside of the rainforest. And so whatever happens in West Virginia, it happens in other areas too. You know, we, 
we're not being good neighbors, you know, and good stewards of the environment when we're we're, we're letting our water, you know, our polluted water go to other areas. Which clean water is important, but the thing is, like I said, we've been bid against each other for food and water, and we have to build a stable economic infrastructure. We have to have a plan B. And it shouldn't be pollution, and it shouldn't be fracking, and it shouldn't be coal mining anymore. I know that coal mining is not going to end tomorrow. We should have been looking at these issues 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and it hasn't happened. And I'm afraid, even when we start looking at alternatives, people are still going to go hungry. And when the coal industry leaves, who's going to clean up the mess? Who's going to clean up our water? And and we've all look at the depopulation that's already happened in West Virginia. We want to bring our families back home. But if we don't act now, if we don't act now, the market, it's not the EPA, maybe just a little bit, but it's the market mainly that it's ha- that's, that's had an impact on the coal industry. And it's not going to rebound. And our leaders agree with that. But they're not looking at alternatives. And if we don't start building a different infrastructure, there's not going to be anything left in West Virginia. And if we don't start looking at cleaning up our rivers and streams and making sure that people have clean, potable water, water, who else is going to do it but us? Because our leaders haven't been doing it for us. And, and you and you look at the people that you, get, you look at the drug addiction and any conservative, how can they argue that they want a, a an economic infrastructure? And you look at the social programs and the dependency on welfare. Look how look at our tax dollars having to pay for the opiate addiction. Look at our tax dollars having to pay for the unemployment rate because people don't have jobs. Look at look at the the the, the grandmother the grandparents that are having to take care of. They're grandchildren because they're, you know, their their children have gotten addicted on drugs, and we're funding all of that. So how are we saying that, you know, conservative or you know, Republican or Democrat, how are we saying that we're doing anything to benefit West Virginia when the tax dollars are? It's just like the bankruptcy bailout. The coal industry didn't have to clean up their mess with the Reclaim Act, but you know, we're gonna, it's coming out of our tax dollars. And our revenue. So we're having to clean it up ourselves anyway. You know, we're going to have to contend with the mess, and our children are going to have to contend with the mess. So we have to start. We have to get these people out of office. They are not people serving. They are industry serving and self-serving. It's a disgrace. I just want to say, I mean, there aren't really many chances to have a plan B um, once we ruin this environment, because as the saying goes, there's not really a planet B. So um, just wanted to say thanks for listening to us today, West Virginia Progressive Alliance. Um, We'll be seeing you guys in September. We'll have a really great lineup. Noah will be there. Paula will be there. We will probably drag the teams out, too. So, um, so, yeah, I really appreciate you guys and definitely would like to get you all on on my actual live show. Um, to talk some more, you know, we're here, we're live, this is the action. It's not the best sound quality, you know, you can hear the music and, and the festivities starting to go on. Shout out to Alex Rojas with, 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 with Justice Democrats, brand new Congress. I mean, wonderful team of people that are behind these awesome candidates like Paula um, and, and just, just everyone who's supporting good work, good people doing good work. That, that's absolutely what we need to have. We just need to make that spread all over. So thank you guys for tuning in and uh, I'll get this edited and cut up soon. <laughs>